and talking to our friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. Hey! Hey, hey damn guys, we're the Hellboy Book hey. Club. We're back. Hey. Yes, we're doing this. This is our Hellboy podcast. We're reading all the Hellboy comics. That's what we're doing. Um, yes, and we all are. the associated titles and everything. We that's, got a, that's what we're doing all the time, every time. Yes, we got a reading order that was custom made for this podcast by... Mignola University's own Mark Tweedow. Mark uh, Yeah, Book so you can Club check member. that out. And now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. Ah! <laughs> First, we're going to tell you what you're going to read, and then you're going to read it, and we're going to read it, and then we're going to talk about what we read, and you're going to listen to us talking about what we read, and then you're going to talk about what we talked about <laughs> when we were talking about what we read, and that's friendship, and that's a book club. You sent us a Hey Damn Guys we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about what we read, and that's friendship, and that's also... A book club back to you, John. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. It is a book club. Uh, I have some shouts outs for this week. Shouts out. Some shouts outs. Yes. Um, continual all the time shouts outs for Ross Radke. All the time. Ross Radke. Book club member. Yes. I talked about this on our other show a little bit last week, but I, I wanted to bring it up on this show too. I just got my stomped issue three. Um, from Ross, so nice. and yeah. I got an excellent uh, Liz and Howard's commission. Super good from Ross. Very this nice. This thing is like hyper detailed. Uh, it's amazing. You might have seen it on some of his social media. Yeah, but he keeps I, posting it. But I'm going to post. So a, I'm going to post a high res scan. Yeah. Um, this week, so you guys can check that out. So I had this idea that uh, at some point on Hell on Earth, Liz is going to take a selfie with right. her and Howard's. You know, and so well, Ross because she's, she's she's got a boyfriend now. And she was uh, excited she, about yeah. it. Yeah. And she's used to all this bullshit going on. So yeah. she's just like, fuck it, I'll take it. And he's like, what's a selfie? Yeah. <laughs> what are phones? What is this? What's happening? So that's fun. I wanted to give a shout out to Ross because that commission is so amazing. Yeah. You should definitely check him out. Uh, you can see the link to his store in our show notes. And also check out Stomped Issue 3. It's awesome. Do yeah. That. I'm yeah, so glad to out. be able to support his comic. And also his webtoon, He's got a webtoon uh, Spandex. Oh, that is so good. One. Yeah, so uh, there will be a link to that as well. What you need to do is you need to um, go to Webtoon. You're going to make a, an account if you it's haven't an already. App. It's, it's an app, It's by totally the way. free, right? And there's a lot it's of other free. comics on there that you can check out. I was really impressed with how easy it is to yeah. use that app or whatever. But you're going to find Ross on there. You're going to check out his comics and like him. I was talking to him on Twitter, and he was saying he's in this contest on Webtoon. And he was like... I can't upload more episodes until this contest is over. But he already has stuff. He already has like a bunch of episodes already yeah. to upload. That makes me really excited. Yeah, so make sure to check out Ross on Webtoon and his store. Uh, check that out in our show notes. I also wanted to talk about um, the Hellboy documentary. That's yeah! coming out soon. Yeah. yeah I've been yes. seeing a lot of things about oh, it. Oh, I can't wait to watch this. There's so many, like, it's winning all these awards, uh, these yeah, documentary awards. And it's yeah. being shown at festivals and all this kind of stuff. And I'm wait. like... Like I'm like I want to see this thing Let already. Me like, when, when, right? When do we get to see this? I don't know. It's it's kind of frustrating sometimes because I feel like everyone's seen. I this. keep seeing posts <laughs> of it. And I'm just like, oh. But I guess like, is that something that movies have to do? Right? I guess movies to build hype. Yeah. Like, if you're a documentary, 
Yeah. Well, I think just films, don't they? Aren't they shown? This ahead is an of indie time documentary. And, like, yeah, yeah. Like, how else are they going to build hype for right, it? It's not it's like it's like, being shown at the AMC or something. There's not millions like, of dollars oh, worth of. When are we going to promo? You know, when are the this? Kickstarter backers going right. to see it? So anyway, right. but I'm really excited about. It. I mean, apparently it's amazing. You yeah. know what I mean? So right, right. Um, it's going to be really good. It's gonna yeah, good. it's going to be really yeah, awesome. It's going to be really good. Yeah. So check that out. You can follow those creators. I'll link that in our show notes as well. And now we're going to go on to our listener feed. Feedback. Listener feedback. feedback. Yes. Get out, Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get out, on our last episode, you know, we caught up on all of our listener feedback. Uh, from the feed, feed bag. bag or whatever. The, the feedback from the feed bag. <laughs> and um, we started talking about all the different spinoff series. And okay. so I posted it on social Is media. That what we did? That's what we did. I, I said, uh, what, what are some of your favorite spinoff series? And so I got a lot of feedback. I'm just going to run through all this Let's really quick. It. Okay, Let's all do right. this. Let's do it. Um, I heard from Nick Olas Rocco. Nick Olas Rocco. Book club member. Lobster Johnson needs a regular run. Blows my mind that there isn't more Lobster Johnson. Yeah, for real. Kashi is easily my favorite story, writing-wise, though. Yeah, it's good. I hung on every word. It was brilliant. Yeah. We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. He said, I love them all, but was completely blown away by sort of Hyperborea. Mm. So much so, I had to own some of it. And bug Lawrence with how much I loved it. Yeah, so <laughs> awesome. apparently he got some of the pages. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. We also heard from Jared Cedric. Jared Cedric. Book club member. 100% Sledgehammer 44. Oh, that's so good. Followed up shortly by Lobster Johnson. The uh, the great thing about this topic is there's no wrong answer. Yeah, I know, right? There's no wrong answer to any of this. Kashi, Sword of Hyperborea, The Visitor, then Witchfinder. Witchfinder is still great, don't get me wrong. Witchfinder. 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 Yes, but I guess like so, like if you're ranking, oh, I guess the, we're ranking them. They're all okay. good or whatever. I sure, just, sure, sure. I just said, what are your favorites? Right. I didn't ask people to rank them, but people right. can't help they it because they don't so want to. They, they yeah. don't want to leave. They don't want to leave anything, anything out. They want to mention <laughs> all of because they're all good. We also heard from Steve J. Hunter. Steve J. Hunter, book club member. Lobster Johnson and Sledgehammer Forty Four. Mm. Uh huh. And Thomas Davenport said. Thomas Davenport, book club member. Uh, he also said Lobster Johnson. We <laughs> there's a lot of these. We also heard from Sean Metcalfford. Sean Metcalfford, book club member. Mm-hmm. He said the lobster. There's a lot of votes for the lobster. Yes. Oh, yeah, Cirrus X Film Co. Book club member. He said probably lobster, but I love Sledgehammer. Pineapple Mike said. Pineapple Mike. Book club member. He also said Sledgehammer. Choosy Reader said, book club member said the lobster. Well, he posted the crab emoji. Oh, cool. I assume that means the lobster, right? Wait, but there's like, there is a lobster emoji, is there not? There is. Isn't there? (laughs) Maybe he put the claw and that came up. Okay. I don't know. It's a crab emoji. You know what? Maybe I support it. That counts as I support a lobster, you. I think. Maybe, uh, maybe it looks different on like other people's phones. Like emojis look different on pl- different platforms. Sure. We heard from Thomas Barnett. Thomas Barnett, book club member. Uh, he said that's really tough. I think visitor or Kashi. Mm. So here's Ooh. some some other that that's a non lobster right sledgehammer forty four answer. A lot of people said those. Okay. And Matt Strachbein said Matt Strachbein, the letter hack book club member. Yes. That's it. He said tough one. I always want to say lobster Johnson, but I stopped short because of. Which finder? 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 
I agree. Witchfinder, uh, I'm surprised that it doesn't get more mentions. But yeah. like we just talked about, it's tough to answer this without saying all of them. Right, yeah. Yeah. You just have to end up listing them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's like whatever I think about it, it's just like it's it's all just been one story. It's not like, you know, just the Hellboy or the BP or, right. or the Witchfinder. And they're it's all like, good, so. I mean, so, I mean, but then again, you know, I guess if you're going to focus down on which one, yeah. I mean. But good job mentioning all of them, everyone. all of them. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Good job, book club members, for mentioning them all. Yeah. We uh, appreciate you. I really did enjoy Sledgehammer 44 as yeah. well. That was that's really a good. great one. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I love uh, everyone's thinking about all the different yeah, titles. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's also like yeah. helping me catch up too, because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember all that I stuff. Remember now. We read this. But that was a fun trip down memory lane. Yes, awesome. Yeah. Also, like a big fan of like Daimyo. Um, ah, true. Yeah. And his little uh, what yeah. was that last story he was in? The Dead or something? Um, the Long Death. The Long Death. Yes, that was so good. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, we got tagged in this really fun Twitter thread. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Oh, we were tagged. Okay. We were tagged by Ross Radke. Ah. Book club member. That's true. Yes. So the Twitter thread was by at Benito underscore Sereno. All right. All right. And they asked, who are your favorite um, side BPRD characters? Oh, I did see that one. Uh, what's your favorite BPRD Oh, agent? a thing that we talk about constantly. That, okay. isn't, that isn't Hellboy, Liz, Abe, Roger, Johan, or Kate. Yeah, a thing we talk about constantly. Surely there are some big-time Carla Jiroko stands out there. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. And so there were, like a ton of, uh, yeah. there were like a ton of comments. I thought it was a really good discussion. And so Ross got... Was in there as well. I think he said Ashley Strode. Mark also sure. said Ashley Strode. I saw a lot of people say Ashley right. Strode. Yeah. I said Jiroka was an amazing character. Howard's is obviously yeah, the coolest Howard's, agent. Like sure. everyone was yeah. saying Howard's too. For sure. Um, but it almost feels like cheating, I feel like, to say him or Daimyo. Why? Because, because they also he didn't had put supernatural. Him in the, those yeah. were the parameters. They had supernatural powers. Hey, look. I feel like they should have been included in the he's, original list. No, he set <laughs> the, that person set those parameters That's and true. he followed okay. them. Yes. And, and, and I agree with that. But I also like. I want to give some love. I, I wish we had more Sydney Leach. Leachy boy. boy. Leachy boy. <laughs> uh, I hope to see more Susan Zhang. I yeah. like that character. Yeah. Um. I I thought Enos was memorable. Like I know he yeah. was annoying, but like <laughs> I kind of liked that character. I don't know. Yeah. I thought of, he was all right. Uh, I don't know. I kind of felt bad with what with what happened to him. Like you know. What it about wasn't... fucking? Uh. What about the mummy? Well, that's what Anya. I said. Anya. I said. I said Ashley Strode is badass, but yeah. where are my Panya stands at? Where's Panya at? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I didn't see anybody say, and maybe I didn't stick around long enough, but I didn't see anybody say Phoenix and Bruiser. Oh yeah, I nobody love did them. say Phoenix. Um, Phoenix and Bruiser. Bruiser is a great BPRD agent. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna comment on this no. again and just put a picture of Bruiser. That's a great idea, Aubrey. Yeah, um, tag me on that one because I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Panya gang, Panya gang, rise up. Uh, but there was a ton of comments. I, I really liked this discussion. I just liked scrolling through and seeing what everybody sure. was saying. Uh, yeah. It was really cool. It was fun. So. It was I really mean, cool Ted Howard's that. is the answer, though, right? Yes, okay. it, it is. It is. But I like thinking about all the <laughs> oh, other. I don't know. I mean, of I course, know. No, totally. I, love, I love Ted Howard's, but then right. I, I'm also a big fan of Daimyo. Yeah, sure, Daimyo's great. Yeah, I feel like he has another story in there. Turns into a wear jaguar, <laughs> man. Yeah, the Bendigo. <laughs> Got a hey, you damn guys from Luke, not Dave. Luke, not Dave. Book club member. That's it. He's talking about our interview with uh, Rob Williams and, and Lawrence Campbell here. I uh, love this episode so much. I've listened to Rob talk about his Judge Dredd work on a uh, 2000 AD podcast. So hearing him talk to you guys was a bit like when your friends from different parts of your life get to meet up. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Worlds are colliding. Yes. Worlds are colliding, Jerry. 
Worlds are colliding. George is getting upset. Lawrence was great, too. Was worried about Aubrey for a while there. Speak, Aubrey, speak. <laughs> Glad he was simply basking in geek heaven there. Finally, lovely to hear Lawrence talk about the connections that podcasts such as this give you during darker times. A sentiment shared by all who listen, I'm sure. Oh, that was thank awesome. You. Oh, that's thank very you. sweet. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no, I have to admit, like, when we were doing that one, because I was actually at home recording that one. <laughs> sure, right. I, I kind of slipped off and I'm listening to a podcast. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Rob and Lawrence are really going good. They're really these, doing these, a good these job. These guys are doing yeah. a good job talking to us. <laughs> like, wait, I'm on this show. I'm currently on this show. We're like, we can hear you, Aubrey. <laughs> well, it's also, it's it's tough when you're not there you you yeah. don't want to step on any toes of yeah going, yeah but no everyone did a good job on that and that was fun that was a really fun yeah one. it was uh p.s check out make it then tell everybody a similarly supportive network of independent artists and illustrators warwick johnson cadwell has been an early guest oh okay. yeah okay. that's from mr higgins comes home yeah we discussed that on our third Book episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you aubrey third episode wow that was a Something like that. So yeah, so he's talking about uh, Make It Then Tell Everybody, a podcast, and he says, it's great to hear about the process and how to get the work out there. Cheers, all. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I'll definitely yeah. check that out. Um, I'll actually link it in the show notes where everybody can check that out. So great to hear from you, man. I'm so glad you enjoyed yeah, the interview. Really Hopefully nice. we can get to do some more. That would be fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, I've been, and I've been wanting to talk to Lawrence Campbell ever since like we he came on the book. I was just like, oh, this art is so amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we'll talk to him again um, because there are some more stories that he's done for Hellboy that will be collected. So yeah. when we get to those, you know, obviously, and also him and Rob Williams will be doing more stuff. So that's excellent, amazing. Excellent. We, we should get him on like an actual like episode and have him like analyze the book. With I would us. love <laughs> that. That would be great. I would love that. Oh. We should do that. Just do a regular style. Regular style. <laughs> Just do the episode regular style. Uh, but when I mentioned Mr. Higgins Comes Home, that's actually on our other podcast, Book Club Members Comics. What was that, John? Uh, what podcast yeah. are you talking Book about? Book Club Members Comics. Book yeah. Club Members Book Comics, Club Members. you say. Comics. Book Club Members Comics, you say. Yes. Oh, speaking of Rob Williams, we also heard from Rob Williams. Rob Williams. Book Club member. Yeah, he yes. tagged us on oh. Twitter. He said, if you enjoyed Sword of Hyperborea, hey, Hellboy Book Club, I found its soundtrack. That's fun. Lift Us Up by Bonnie Prince Billy and Matt Sweeney. Okay. Oh, I saw that. That was a good song. The lyrics are, the love of my life and the creature form of Super Wolf will meet you eye to eye. Sounds good. Yeah. I haven't heard it, but that sounds pretty dope. Yeah, I'll put a clip of that song in here. So, yet, yeah, thank I you like so it. much, Rob. Thanks for the recommendation. Right on. Yeah. Lifted up above the light was the wonder of my life and the creature form of super wolf will lead you eye to eye. I, I saw that uh, when he posted that, and so I actually went out and listened to the song. I was just like, all right, I'll listen to the song right now. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was a good He'll song. do it. He'll yeah. listen to that song right now. Right the that's, fuck that's now. That's what he'll do. <laughs> We also got a Hey You Damn Guys from Finn Eckriff. Finn Eckriff. Book Club member. Yeah. Yeah, we heard from Finn. He was the one that did all the research on Sword of Hyperborea, and he was telling us yeah. how it had, like, some problematic, yeah. you know, uh, stuff in its history and right. how, yes. you know, Nazis are trying and, to take some of that stuff. And... Right, and he was like, oh, sorry for telling you. And we were <laughs> like, no, thank you. We want to know this stuff. Yeah. We like to learn these things. Yeah. 
Uh, he goes on to say, hey, moin, moin, un, hello, you damn guys. Cool. Nice. Listen to your latest episode last night where you read my letter. Can't describe how happy your reaction makes me. I was so excited. I barely closed an eye tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and he posted a picture of himself, and he was wearing a clutch shirt. <gasps> From the, the metal band Clutch, yeah. which we are huge fans of. I know that of. Clutch is a band. Yeah, I'm telling our listeners. Oh, I see. Um, okay. I, but anyway. They know yeah. Clutch is a band. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Finn. absolutely. We love you, man. Yeah, we hope to great. hear from you again. I don't know. Are they a metal band? They're more like psychedelic rock. Yeah, but I mean, their roots are, I guess. Is it metal or rock? I don't know. They get lumped into like a lot of metal festivals yeah, they and stuff do, like yeah. that. Space metal. And like it like gets space uh, rock. it gets and I think people don't know what to call it. No, so they don't really fit into any into, it gets lumped into categories, that. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, they're great. All right. Excellent. Thanks for all the listener feedback. And now we're gonna go on to our book club episode for the week, and this week we're talking about Young Hellboy. This is a four-issue miniseries that was published from February 2021 to June 2021, written by Mike Mignola and Thomas Snagoski. So Snagoski, he also has a writing credit on BPRD Hollow Earth, which we discussed way back in episode 13 we sure did. of oh, this wow. podcast. It was like four years ago in 2018 or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, so Jeebers Creebers. Now he's coming back to do more stuff. Um, and I think he's doing some of the future titles that are going to be coming out as well. And the art is by Craig Rousseau. Craig Rousseau has worked for various comic book companies. He's best known for his work on DC Comics, for Harley Quinn, Batman Beyond, and Impulse. Okay. He also worked for Disney Adventures. Batman Beyond is so dope. Uh, it like is. He did a Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Um, nice. He also did Image Comics and some Marvel comic stuff. He's also the co-creator of the Perhapanauts mm -hmm. for Dark Horse. Right on. Um, and more recently, he's also done Marvel's Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane series. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I really like Craig Russo's art style. I actually purchased this Lobster Johnson uh, commission from him that yeah, we have good. hanging up up here. It looks really awesome. Looks really so awesome. I like his style. No, his art style is fantastic. When I saw him, I was like, oh, I want to see him draw the lobster. Well, as soon as you <laughs> handed this to me, you're like, this is what we're reading next. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, as soon as you handed this to me, I was just like, finally, some good fucking food. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I was like, thank fuck. It's so good. Like, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't wait to see the interiors. I opened it up and I just flipped through the pages and I was like, <sighs> yeah <laughs> so good oh they're so good when the interiors are good it's just yeah uh, well um the, the the covers are all are actually by matt smith right now the cover is good but then i open it and the insides are good yeah and I'm that's like, one of Yay. your things when yeah. we go to a comic Fucking... store is like when the cover is amazing the cover is then... amazing i open up the interior is like what yeah. this yeah. is this is not yeah i this these are in conjunction with each other well they're, they work well yeah it's Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Colors by Dave Stewart, letters by Clem Robbins. Yeah, so, oh, and Matt Smith, he's done some stuff, some other stuff for the Hellboy universe, but it hasn't been collected yet, so we haven't been able to read it. But it's really good stuff. I can't wait till we get to it. Obviously, um, this entire book is kind of a reference to Tintin, the Adventures of Tintin in a lot of ways. If you're not familiar, the Adventures of Tintin is a series of 24 Belgian comics by okay. artist George Remy. Um, who worked under the pen name Herga. Have you ever heard of Herga? No. Okay, so that's like, it's an art style that was used in a lot of comics of that time. Oh, fun. This series was one of the most popular European comics of the 20th century, 
And since then, you know, it's been translated into a million uh, different languages. It's been made into a radio show and television and film. Uh, they Peter Jackson made a movie about it or something like that. I thought it was Spielberg who made the movie. Was it Spielberg? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, maybe it doesn't matter because I was asking Mark if it was any good. I heard it wasn't any good. He said it wasn't a great Tintin adaptation. So I don't know if you would really take the movie um, on all that. It was Spielberg. Okay, thank you, Aubrey. Looking at this cover of issue one, where it's got Hellboy and Broom in the little raft there, this is actually a reference to Tintin and the Black Island. Oh, cool. So I'll put those covers side by side. There's a lot of homages to that series throughout this book. I love an homage. We open in May 1947, and so that puts this story directly after the events of BPRD 1947. We read that a long time ago. Um, but that story, I don't know if you remember, it ended with, it was with Simon Anders, Otabenga trapped like a vampire inside yeah. Anders or something like that. And he was telling Broom, you should kill this guy because the vampire is going to come out at some point. And he was also telling him, you should probably kill Hellboy too. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Broom was like, you should see the boy. And he was like, I've seen enough demons in my life or whatever. So um, he kind of alludes to that. And then at the end of that story, uh, Broom finally goes out and plays ball with Hellboy. And that's how it ends. So I guess after that, they go on this little trip. You know, we see a lot of people try and kill Hellboy, but you would think there would be more people like trying to worship Hellboy and be like, wow, incredible, a demon. Can I touch right, him? Yeah. Like, whoa, I want to yeah, just hang out right. with him and spend time with him. Can I oh, be in yeah. your presence? Like, you'd think there would be an equal amount of that happening, of, that, yeah. of that going on. Like, yeah. where's that story of like, ugh, this is <laughs> creepy. Like, you know. That would be equally horrifying. That is a story that should be told. Yeah. That's really fun. Of like he's I got like a whole idea. fan club and like a cult <laughs> happening and he's like, no, no, none of this, please. Yeah. Yeah. But it's mostly just people are like either indifferent towards him, <laughs> shocked by his appearance or actively hate him and want him dead. You don't really see any of the like, right. ooh, you think there would be some people who'd be like, fuck yeah. 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 A demon. Cool. <laughs> Let me touch him. Right? Or something. A lot of metal fans. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can I play you master of puppets, please? <laughs> right. Or I would, you know, I'd, I'd want to at least be like, is this guy, like, is this guy real? Yeah. Like, can I go see this guy someplace? I really like this image of, uh, of Hellboy and Broom. Super and cute. I, I, you know, like we've said like a zillion times, we love young Hellboy. He's just so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, this is just after Big old they, hand. They, 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 he played ball with him. So I think he was like, let me help this kid out. Or, you know, let me mm. like reestablish my relationship with him. Take him on this adventure or whatever. Um, as Broom is talking to Hellboy, he mentions Araquiba. This is actually a capital city of Peru, and it's framed by three volcanoes. And he mentions one of those volcanoes, too, the Chichani volcano. Neat. Maybe there will be mummies. The Incas had mummies, right? The lobster fought some Aztec mummies once, but they were, they were in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so and there was a part where he shot one in the face with a gallon gun. It kept coming, and the lobster wasn't scared. He lit him on fire. <laughs> Have you ever lit a mummy on fire? I wonder what it smells like. It probably stinks. Yeah. He's just going. Oh, on. He's so life. excited. He's so yeah. excited he to go on this trip, man. Yeah. He's pumped. So a couple things about that. Uh, Incans do have mummies. There were many Incan mummies that were discovered in Peru. Um, so there's actually references to that. Um, I couldn't find a reference to the lobster fighting Aztec mummies, but nine years later, in this chronology, in 1956, Hellboy would fight the Aztec mummy in Hellboy versus the Aztec mummy. We discussed this on our Hellboy in Mexico episode, episode oh, yeah. 30. 
maybe Hellboy was referring to one of his lobster comics because he's got lobster comics that he reads. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I didn't have time to go back and see all the comics that he's read. Right. So but let me know if there's a reference to Hellboy reading a comic of the lobster fighting an Aztec mummy, or maybe I missed it. Well, I think it's probably just a throwaway, like, I read a lobster no, comic book. No, it means something. I think it's probably, now it does. I mean, now that we've heard about it, I think yeah. this might be, even if this is the first mention of it, now sure. it's canon yes. that in the lobster comics canon. Yeah. It's like a it's like a nesting doll of canon. Yes. Um, we also see this creepy religious guy that's it's following like, it's them like a, throughout. It's like a... Inception of Lobster Johnson and yeah. <laughs> Lobsterception. Very good. No, but there is. Well, there's a guy. He's holding a. He's holding a silver cross and looking very upset. Yeah. So we know immediately right. what's and going he, on. And he's here. like asking God to give him like strength. What a dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. He reminds me of Malcolm Frost, who's the guy yeah. that's always after uh, Hellboy. That's what I thought. Is like he is he working for Frost? Maybe he's like a disciple of his, or maybe he's just another guy. You know, there would be more of these guys too, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. what a ding dong. As they board the plane, Hellboy mentions how scary little kid mummies would be. Were there little kid mummies? Yeah, King Tut, the most famous of mummies, was a little kid, wasn't he? Yeah, but this is actually like, I think this is a really dark reference. Oh yeah, super dark. To the children of Luya Yako, also known as the mummies of Yula Lako, are three Incan child mummies that were discovered in 1999 oh, no. by an archaeological team in the Argentina-Chile border. The children were sacrificed in an Incan religious ritual that took place in 1500. Mm. They were drugged and given alcohol and placed in a chamber underground where they were left to die. Big yikes. Damn. Big yikes. According to the archaeologists, no. they appear to be the best preserved Incan mummies ever found. Other archaeologists called them the best preserved mummies in the world. Well, wow. So anyway. I don't like that when he says i bet little kid mummies would be scarier yeah i feel like somebody is referencing this scary <laughs> oh, thing I see. that is actually an incan thing sure, right. that was you know it, yeah. i don't yeah. know this horrifying thing maybe sure maybe i'm just I don't no, know. that's entirely possible. So throughout this, we're seeing the creepy guy. He's like right. whispering scripture to himself and all that. Hellboy notices him too. And he's also creeped out by it. And he tells Broom. I like that this happens quickly. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah somebody say something. Yeah. And I, I like that they get this boring guy out of the way pretty quick here. Well, not exactly, right? We will see him a little bit more. But um, Broom asks him if he needs any help. No, Professor, it is I who will be helping. Helping to rid the world of the abomination you have been raising. <laughs> and he shoots at the pilots. The bang, bang, bang. I feel like this this sound effect is like very reminiscent of what we've seen like in the Hellboy stuff. I really like that. Yeah. It seemed very familiar. I like how he's, the madman has killed the pilots. Why the heck would he do that? <laughs> like, it's just a very cartoon. It just struck me as a very cartoon right. He's a kid. Why the heck would he do that? Now the plane is going to crash. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? I just think that's a very cute little innocent little kid thing to say. I like that little. It's a good touch. And he attacks him with a cross knife. With a horribly cliched cross knife. Anyone who's been hanging out with us over at Book Club Member Comics knows that we're huge fans of the cross knife in the Baltimore (laughs) series. They also have a a cross sword in that series. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so check out those episodes over on that channel. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. As Broom fends off the attacker, Hellboy has to go and try and fly the plane. How hard can it be, he asks himself. Oh, man. I love this panel yeah. right here. Oh, yeah. Um, and I also the wanted to... The grit and determination. I put in my notes here to talk about the art if we hadn't yet, because... 
Dave Stewart is coloring this like a golden age comic. Yeah. yeah. Like it's bright and it's vibrant. I mean, it gives that kind of feel to it. And this combined with like Craig Russo's art, like it almost makes me think of like, I don't know, like kids comics. Yeah, you know like what how I mean? fun it is. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, like a, it's a throwback, but it's modern, but it's also, I don't know. There, It's... It's very fun. It's very yeah, the, pa- yeah. the pace. There's is some good nostalgia yeah. in there, even though it's like a modern book. It's simple, but it's still good. You oh. know, it's still it's still an, a good read. This one um, image where you like see his like arm go into the right hand of doom, and it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's yeah, like, tiny little arm in this giant fucking arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Um, I like how as this guy's like slicing up Broom's arm, he still tries to reason with him. He's like, he's just a child. You know what I mean? I like that. Like to him, it's like, this is just a little kid. Yeah. What are you doing? You know what yeah. I mean? And he punches this dude backwards. I love that too. Just then Hellboy manages to crash safely into the water and he gets on one of those rescue rafts and he loses Broom for a second. He gets really scared. And I was right. like, I was like, oh yeah, he's three years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he ages rapidly, but still. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a little, he's still a little kid. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, where's the professor? You know, that this moment I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He's a little kid. They write him like a little kid. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I, I like that as well. And this, this guy is absolutely just so deranged. I got to finish the holy oh, mission. Yeah. All this stuff. Come right? on, a pl- you were just in a plane crash. That just makes- take a beat. <laughs> take a moment. That makes me think, yeah, Aubrey, maybe he is a disciple of like Malcolm Frost or what is this mission? Like did somebody put him on this mission, you know? Well, when he when he whips out the the, the dagger to stab him, he goes, You left a, you left us no choice, Professor. The abomination must not be allowed to grow. So I mean it makes me think that maybe he, uh, if, yeah. if he's not in league with Frost, he's in league with people who are in league with Frost. Yeah, yeah. Good catch there. Well, I mean, yeah. People like this don't get this brave on their own. They get a lot of yeah. People, someone else builds them up, and it becomes yeah. this big thing, as we've seen. The professor soon catches up with Hellboy, and he's like, did you see? I landed the plane. Aww. <laughs> you did an excellent job, Broom responds, and he suggests they paddle to shore. And so we see them going past some large rocks in the sea, and they seem to have lost that creepy guy. Or did they? Ah. ah he pops out, right? So I was like... This is a reference to a horror thing, isn't it? Isn't there a part of a horror sure. movie where like somebody jumps out of oh, the water while yeah. and gets somebody? Yeah, yeah it happens sure. at the end of Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> okay, yeah, very yeah, yeah. So um, well, a little different, but well, they even same say thing. in like Freddy vs. Jason, they specifically say like, "Oh, Freddy's scared of fire. Jason's scared of water. Right. He comes right. out of the water, right. etc." So um, I actually had to reach out to Christopher Egan, book club but- member. Yes, because Christopher, I know that he is a big horror buff, right? And if anyone knows anything about this, I'm, it's going to be him. So I reached out to him. I want to thank him so much for his detailed response. I know he just became a dad and that he still has time to answer my questions about horror movies. Well, at least, well I mean, he is awake, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has some time. He said, hey, there's a moment at the end of the first Friday the 13th and also the third the original I imagine jump. him. I imagine him like, like he's ba- he's like got the baby. He's like bouncing it and swinging it while he's typing with his right. other hands. Oh no, no no! He's probably doing a voice dictation. Oh sure, that too. And he's and he's saying it to keep the baby calm. Yeah, he's well, saying uh, Friday it the thirteenth. Very calm way. Sure, yeah, absolutely. The original jump scare at the end of part one is the kid Jason leaping out from the lake to grab Alice, who's drifting asleep in the rowboat, thinking she's safe. The end of three is a dream sequence that is an homage to the. 
first one with a zombified Mrs. Voorhees jumping out of the water to grab the final girl in that one. Mrs. Voorhees. I can just hear him. (laughs) But he said, however, this page actually reminds me of the river massacre sequence in The Burning from 1981. Oh, geez. The the killer Cropsy comes out of the water and starts hacking away at the campers with giant gardening shears. Okay. The killer, uh, was that a name that I heard? Cropsy. 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 (laughs) He said it's brutal. It's probably a reference to Jason more than The Burning because in that he attacks kids going river rafting and no, has no idea there's any danger. Whereas in Friday the 13th, the girls are finally escaping the mayhem at the end only to have one final scare. I see. Which yeah. is what I thought this final was. final scare. Because it's like, oh, I guess we lost him. And then it's like, right. ah, yeah. he jumps out, right? That's good. Yeah. He says there's even stuff like this going all the way back to the Universal Monsters. But I bet it's more crazed slasher than Frankenstein. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. So anyway, thank you so much, uh, Christopher, for that detailed response. I love getting all the horror background and homages and all that stuff. And like, I watched that scene too, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it does kind of look like that." The uh, the which one? All of them. Okay, I watched all of them, but the 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 one from the burning. Okay, with the garden shears, it does look like this. You know what I mean? When I was, when we were kids watching that first Friday the Thirteenth movie, I had a feeling that somebody was going to pop out of the water, so I right. snuck up behind my little brothers, and as soon as the, <laughs> oh, as soon as Jason no. pops out of the water, I go, ah! and they go. Ah! <laughs> That's a very older brother thing to do, Aubrey. Oh, man. I was probably like 12 or 13. <laughs> <laughs> Good job there. So he tries to stab Hellboy, and he stabs the the right hand of Doom. Right. It shatters, it shatters. the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love this. This is where it starts to pick up some gigantic blue crabs happen. Right. So yeah. the rocks that were surrounding them, they're not actually rocks. They're these giant crabs. Which I think is funny because we just had monster crabs on Baltimore. Right. When we were because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't notice this though on the previous page. Right. Yeah. At it all. sneaks up on you. Well, I had to go back and look. Yeah. Because he's talking about oh those weren't rocks and I had to go back and look at the previous page and like you can see his little face here coming up out of the water. Yeah. And yeah. He's sneaking Ominously. up behind him. Yeah. It's that's good. really good. It's really good. And so while the crabs are occupied with that guy because they start clawing him and everything, getting him. Uh, get him. Broom is like, let's get out of here. Yeah, dude. let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but soon they're overtaken by the crabs and they have to start fighting them off. They're about to jump in the water and Hellboy's like, I don't think I can swim, right? We've talked about this in the book, he swims. Uh, they talk about him swimming, but I guess here he hasn't learned. And you would think with that giant hand, yeah. if you're so little, you know what I mean? Like, that would I don't know. I think really that would be hard. a hindrance. Yeah. yeah oh, you're yeah. talking. I, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought yeah. you were going to say that. It I would could be see easier. why no. he would be scared. That would yeah. be really tough. Yeah. So they're about to jump into the water anyway, and then this huge gorilla with purple eyes, or it's an ape, right? It, are ape and gorilla the same thing? Yeah. So this huge ape jumps out with purple eyes, and it just splashes down and starts like ripping these crabs apart. I like these little guys, though. I like these crabs. <laughs> yeah, I like the action and all this. So all of this like started making me think of like King Kong, too. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, right? that's what I thought Because they're on an island, and then was. there's like a King Kong. Um, I was like, oh, they're doing a King Kong. Yeah. King Kong was... Uh, do I need to say that? King Kong's a... We don't need we to talk... It, right? Everyone knows what, <laughs> Everybody what, knows what, King, knows Kong what a King Kong is. <laughs> Gorillas are classified as apes because they don't have tails. Yeah, they're not. So they're they're not monkeys, basically. Oh, okay. is what I'm saying. Like they're not a chimp or a monkey. Those Thanks are for that different detail. I appreciate things. that. Yeah. So apes, apes and gorillas are synonymous. Yeah. So apes, gorillas, bonobos. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a square rectangle thing. Every square is a rectangle. Not every rectangle is a square. Yeah. Orangutans, yeah. chimpanzees. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. Good job. Um, so Hellboy and Broom escape into what they think is a cavern, but it's actually a passage into this lush island. Broom thinks that he sees signs of civilization, 
So they head inland. Nothing but surprises so far in this adventure, right, Professor? Hellboy asks. Too true, my boy, Broom responds. Let's hope that this is the end of surprises for this trip. And then all of a sudden, these three, like, other apes jump out and they start, like, coming at them. And he's like, ah, you jinxed us. (laughs) It was so awesome. That was pretty good. But Broom's like, remain calm. Let's see what they do, right? They seem agitated. Yeah, they're, like, gesticulating wildly and calling out. And Broom's like, we mean Let's you no harm. fuck out of here. He's like, I think it would be wise for us to leave. And so they continue on to find Velociraptor. <laughs> Eating, like, a T-Rex? <laughs> Something. Something like that, right? Something. Um, so this is the point where I'm like, is this a comic book? Right, yeah. Like, is, yeah. is Hellboy imagining all of this? Or is this, like, a comic book come to life through the magic of... Hellboy, exactly, they went to right. like a Bermuda Triangle situation of sorts. Yeah. And so it's like the Savage Land. Yeah, or exactly. So they showed yeah. up on a magical island and is Hellboy's imagination creating all of this. Right. This is the point where I'm like, okay. Okay. That's apes and yeah, big crabs so... and big velociraptors and there's a you know, I just feel like something's happening here. So Hellboy turns to run, but then he falls off a cliff. And so the professor is left to fight off the horde of raptors. I'm sorry. The, in the coloring, I love the dappled shade. Anytime they do that. Oh, I that's really, really nice. That's a nice effect. detail, that's right? Good. Where he's like, come on, professor, this way. Yeah, I love right it. Before he goes off that. the cliff. I always think that's a really nice touch. Yeah, that is really nice. It is nice. Good job pointing that out. I love that. I also love his little feet. As long as I'm pointing oh, stuff you out always that I like, like that. I like yeah, his little cloven, yeah. little hoofies. Yeah, these are really good details. Yeah. The professor is about to fight off this horde of raptors when all of a sudden shots ring out. Broom is seemingly saved. We see that from our point of view, but Hellboy just hears the gunshots and he gets scared. Um, He tries to make it back to Broom, but he runs into those screaming apes again. Ah, these guys again, he says. (laughs) I thought that was weird. And then he gets stuck in quicksand. And so, so this is th- just at this reinforcing. Point, at this point, I was like, okay, my... is this is this an actual Adventures of Tintin comic? Like, are they actually taking an Adventures of Tintin comic and making it into a Hellboy comic? Because well, things... so far, we have an assassination attempt, a crash landing, a knife fight, <laughs> giant crabs, giant gorillas, <laughs> velociraptors, and now we have quicksand. It's all those things oh, as a quicksand. kid when you're playing in the backyard or whatever. <laughs> you're imagining all these adventures, and this, these are all the things you're going to get into, like from the cartoons or the comic books that you're reading, and you know. Quicksand put me over the top four. Yeah, this is some sort of Hellboy imagination scenario. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, to me, this just felt kind of very like 1940s pulpy kind of it's stuff. Yeah, right like, though. And then when we got to the quicksand. I'm like, man, as a kid of the 80s, I always thought the quicksand was going to be more of a problem in my life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I actually looked this up. I remember looking in like a survival guide how to get out of quicksand. Do you know how you're supposed to get out of quicksand? Well, you're not supposed to move. That and and like um, you get a thing. You, you so hopefully you should have a walking stick mm. or some sort. Is that of why you like always that. insist on taking walking sticks when we go? On no, hikes? it's not. It's because my back. <laughs> no, um, I know. I'm, but I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> but you're supposed to if you. Get I know a, you're scared of quicksand. So if you get <laughs> you you lay the stick flat on the quicksand and you pull yourself up onto the stick. Okay. Yeah. Or you could also grab a branch and do this. So if you are scared of quicksand, grab a branch. Wait, slow down. Grab a branch okay <laughs> the quicksand I've also, heard, I've also heard the quicksand is actually not that deep you know oh okay you know it's just like you probably get down to your, like your knees or something okay so I, says you i do love this little moment here it's very um it kind of it gets tense caught right? me off well it caught me off guard when he's like professor i'm stuck help me help professor where are you 
I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Those are his last little words in his little <laughs> tiny life. Oh I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't be there for you. I'm sorry I couldn't help you. I'm sorry I got lost and stuck in quicksand. What right. happened? Well, he, like, he, I, I guess he turned and fell off that cliff. He yeah. was like this way, and then he fell off the yeah. cliff, and he left the professor back there, and then he heard the gunshots. Yeah. Was and- he sorry that... He couldn't help the professor out of the situation. Yeah. Was he sorry that he got lost? Like what? It just makes me feel. Well, my heart kind of broke a little bit. It was very. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Thanks for pointing that poor out. Poor little Hellboy. He's so um, sad. But of course, little Hellboy is rescued. No, he's fine. By a jungle girl. Jungle he, girl. That's what he calls her. So jungle girl. This is one of those archetypes. Um, that is very popular in comics and in fiction. It's often a female adventurer, superhero, or even a damsel in distress living in the jungle or in the rainforest setting. She's definitely not a damsel no, over here. She's an adventurer. So there's a huge list on Wikipedia. Um, She's I got excellent hair. I didn't recognize most of them, but some of them that I did were Cave Girl, Shauna the She-Devil, Sheena Queen of the Jungle, the Jungle Queen, a.k.a. Julie Winters from The Max, and Tiger Girl. There's also a comic called Jungle Girl from 2007. All right. <laughs> so Hellboy notices her belt buckle, and he calls her the Scarlet Santiago, the Sky Devil. So, I don't know, this made me think of Carmen Sandiego. Oh, did, okay. Did anybody oh, okay. else think of no, no, I didn't. I, did not. I don't know. That's just like, I don't know if it's random. It's like, it's red. Sure. I don't know. Scarlet Santiago made me think of Carmen Sandiego. This is a media franchise that was a popular computer game. And all this kind of stuff. Did you? Were you into any of that? A computer game, was it? Yeah, it was. I a, didn't it was know like that. a TV show. It was. I remember the TV it star- show. It started off as a computer game. I remember the TV show. That's pretty cool. And then they made it into a cartoon as well. They had a cartoon. I remember the TV show, but by the time that came out, I was already in like my twenties, so I, just, right. I didn't really yeah. watch it. But right. yeah. sometimes I did catch it. And I thought that's eh, all right. It, yeah. It started Will off Warrant. on. Sorry, go ahead. It started off as a video game, and it was like edutainment for yes. like classrooms. Yeah. But it became really popular. Yeah. Like it was one of those things that just kind of took yeah. off and really people loved. Because she's um, dope. And so it involves uh, the fictional thieving villain, uh, Carmen San Diego. She has a criminal organization, Vile. Nice. And then you, you're a member of Acme Detective Agency. <laughs> Boo! And you're trying to uh, you're trying to get the crook's plans and then ultimately capture Carmen San Diego. No, I hope she gets away. So anyway. You're gonna put um, a clip of that song in here, right? Oh, of course. The acapella. You rockapella. Gotta, rockapella. Rockapella yeah. was the band on the TV show. Carmen San Diego. Man, I used to love that show. I used to watch it. I was like, man, I could do this math thing. I would be like telling them, like, no, it's so this one. I used to know. Kids. I used to be really good at geography. Yeah. Now no, I it was the Shrine of the Silver Monkey all over again. <laughs> so just fucking put it together. You idiots. So no, it's good shit though. Uh, they they didn't eventually had like a, a cartoon and uh, is there a comic book? I don't Did know. Do I don't one? know. I don't know. If there is, I'm gonna look for it and get issue nah. one. <laughs> nice. I, I want the first appearance of Carmen Sandiego. Excellent. So <laughs> we cut over. I'm serious. I will totally look for this. Sorry, I like his. No, go ahead. Miss Sky Devil, so polite. Miss, oh, right. Miss Sky Devil. <laughs> what does he call her? Right. Miss Sky Devil. How'd you become a jungle girl? <laughs> she whiz. That's really great. Important backstory though. We cut over to the creepy guy. We see that he's still alive. He's become even creepier. Yes. Yeah. And he's, Somehow. He, he's got like blue eyes or something. He's following this humming sound towards a step pyramid. So we've seen these before. We should note that it's not the, it's, it's the entire eye is just oh, the, blue. The, There's no yeah, irises yeah, or anything. It's completely yeah. Not blue. that he has blue eyes, so therefore he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. That's great. That's 
Um, so, I have blue eyes. Yeah, was... <laughs> but we've seen step pyramids before in Hellboy in Mexico and also in Frankenstein Underground. Frankenstein Underground. Yes. Would that be a ziggurat? Yes, uh, those are the, uh, they're often synonymous. I just like that yeah. word a lot. Yeah. And any opportunity I get to say ziggurat. So he seems possessed, right? And he's like, yes, yes, I hear you. I'm coming, he says, as he heads into the cavern. He's going just into a cave. Don't do that, everybody. So, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're possessed. You yeah, know. don't become possessed <laughs> and then enter a dangerous cave. Don't do either of those things. Chapter two, we've got this cover here. Digging we've this cover. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Very cool. Dinosaurs. Yeah, I like this. Another great cover by Matt Smith. I can't wait till we get to Long Night at Galoski Station. I love you guys, all the uh, mushrooms. Look at them. all the mushrooms everywhere. Really nice. Oh, yeah. What a great detail. I love that. It's just a, it's very jungly. It's very everything's yeah. just wet yeah. and yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Two months ago at the BPRD headquarters in Fairfield, Connecticut, we see the Frank Lloyd Wright Falling Water building that's inspired, right, by that. Love it. Um we haven't seen this in a while. Right? Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Hellboy is that's with his true. old pal Archie. Remember Archie <laughs> was his friend and all that stuff, right? <laughs> um and he's telling him the epic tales of Scarlet Santiago from his comic book. And so we get her origin. Her dad was killed after getting mixed up with some bad guys. It kind of reminds me of Daredevil, right? Um, she took the law into her own hands. While on the run, she joined a carnival, and she learned all these airplane tricks. They calls her um, a barnstormer. Mm-hmm. So a barnstormer, you flew this like one-person plane and did the tricks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff for the carnival and stuff cool. like that. So that's what she was doing. That's fun. Like in the Rocketeer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, more like what it is. Does the Rocketeer's dad get killed by getting mixed up by, with some bad guys? No. Ah. I mean, I don't know for sure. It's, right. it's not addressed in the movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would love to see Bill Burr be Archie. Oh, if- I think he'd be a good... Because Hellboy's just so excited. He's like talking about his comics, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then yeah. this happened. And he's like, like, yeah, bad guys from New York? Okay, yeah. No, I'm sure they didn't stand a chance. He's like reading the newspaper. Right, that man. would be a cute little interaction. The bad guys eventually come after the carnival people that Scarlett Santiago is working for. And so she becomes a full-on vigilante with the airplane. And so she saves the carnival owner and he gives her the devil head belt buckle and the name Sky Devil. That is a very Carmen Sandiego thing to do. Right, yeah. (laughs) And Hellboy's like, it's all true. I like how he's flying with the airplane arms. It's cute, yeah. Yeah, it's so cute. I mean, you did that when you were a kid. Yeah, everybody did that. (laughs) It was our version of the Naruto run. Oh, (laughs) so uh hellboy also mentions that her plane went missing on her last adventure so now we know her origin obviously she ended up on this island somehow right and then so when he says it's all true like it is right right or like danielle said maybe is he just making all this up in his is he making up the island i don't know i like that weird interpretation of it i like thinking about stuff like that so she leads young hellboy to where broom is um, she's the one that saved him from the lizards at the end of that last issue. And the three apes are her friends. When they were calling out and gesticulating wildly, they were trying to tell them, like, hey, there's velociraptors over there. Don't go over there, right? right? <laughs> I like how uh, Hellboy's, whoa, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he sees them. Hellboy says that Broom was heading towards the temple, but Scarlet says that her friends don't like anyone going near that place. From what I gather, it's a bad old place, and it's best for everyone to stay clear, she says. So they head off. And That's as, good enough for me. Right. I will not go there. I will not go to there. 
And uh, so they head off, and as they do, Hellboy catches up Scarlet on all his adventures so far. So he tells her about everything. And he and I love this, because they're like, they're climbing on the thing, they're swinging <laughs> on the vines. It's super exciting, yeah. Um, I love this stuff. bottom panel where you just see their eyes. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Hellboy's got the red eyes, and she's got the purple eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if yeah. you haven't noticed, very, she has purple eyes. It really highlights that, yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I love that. I love when they're, they're like swinging around on vines. And he's talking about, we were attacked by giant crabs. Have you seen the giant crabs? And she's like, yeah, oh yeah, I've seen yeah. them. I've seen them. I have. It's very cute. He says, I thought we was crab food, but then the giant ape saved us. Mm. And she's like, giant ape. I heard a tell of one of those stomping around. I like when he's like, you should have seen it smashing. And he's like doing his big <laughs> fist cute. or whatever. That's, That's really so good. awesome. I love that panel. The three apes stop. They like sense something. And then all of a sudden a giant T-Rex comes out. I love this oh. with the... You just see the eye. Oh, right. Very it's so Jurassic Park. Yeah. Excellent. I thought the whole design of yeah. it looked like Jurassic Park. Even the way that it chomps when it has its mouth fully closed in this last panel, it chomps one of the one of those guys. Yeah. Um, the apes. Just the eye coming down those. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. So Scarlet Santiago, she's like, stay there. Gonna try and take care of the situation. And so she starts, like, taking off all her clothes. Hellboy's like, what are you doing? But then she turns into that super ape. Yeah. The one that saved them in the, that very, from the giant crash. Very Animorphs here. I yeah, love it. yeah. It was really good. I have to say, I like the addition of the fact that she took off her clothes and equipment and handed it off because she's like, they wouldn't fit when she changes form. Yeah. Not one right. of those things where like, they, she changes form and then all of a sudden she's back in her clothes when she's back in the normal mode. <laughs> right. It's kind of interesting. In the sketchbook section, Mignola actually designed her outfit because it's supposed to be designed where it's all connected, where she could take it off in one thing. Right. The The belt and the, the buckle and the sword and everything is connected to one piece. Yeah. Or something like that. Oh, right? that's cool. Well, and the top is just a halter. I mean, those come right off. Right, exactly. Whether you want them yeah. to or not. So. <laughs> no, she's a wear gorilla. So that's cool. So this reminded me of the wear yetis, yeah. right? We've seen these. Oh yeah. Although I guess um, technically not a wear, because I mean, if she can do it at will, right? I don't know if that's. I don't know, but but they could too. The wear yetis could okay. just turn sure. into in the BPRD, the Black Goddess. Right. Um, they fight and they turn and they just turn the monks turn into the wear yetis. Yeah. That made me think of that too. Sure. Um, and so she fights this T Rex, right? So this is a reference to. King Kong. Kong, notably the scene from the 1933 movie where he fights a T-Rex. That scene was also referenced in the 2005 remake of King Kong, and I think it was referenced again in Kong Skull Island. Or yeah, they did. They or, did that. You know, something like that. Yeah. So um, basically, he you're talking about the way that he breaks the yeah, mouth open. Yeah. You know, and I think in the 1933 version, he even like kind of like plays with it a little Ooh. bit once it's broken. I always <laughs> thought that was really funny. Jeez. But in this one, she goes a step further and gets a big boulder and smashes oh, his that's head. Brutal. Yeah. The action is awesome in this. It takes a turn because you're just like, yeah. oh, this is fun. And then you're like, holy shit. Oh, no. <laughs> she turned into a giant gorilla and smashed a fucking T-Rex <laughs> after she ripped its jaw open. Yes. As Scarlet changes back into her human form, she tells Hellboy that this will be their little secret. Your secret's safe with me, Hellboy responds. So Scarlet leads Hellboy to the Onar village. This is their home. And Broom is there. And they have a nice reunion. This is all really cute. I like his excitement lines when he sees Broom. Those little like lines yeah. around his head where he's like, Professor. I like every time we get to see them hug, because it's like the second yeah. time. I know. And, uh, 
the like when he's like, I'm here, Hellboy, and he pops up on the raft, he hugs him, and now he's like runs and he hugs him again. Yeah. It's always so sweet and cute. Yeah. This reads this very much reads as like a like a nineties cartoon plot. I, mm. I think that this is very I grew up with these Saturday yeah. morning yeah. stories. Like yeah. this is a very and like especially here where they're hugging and reuniting and then you know, Sky Devil is like, ah, oh, just helping out. And then the ape says, in, you know, something. And she says, yeah, he is an odd looking little fella. Right. Like, so it's a very, that's a very cartoon comment. Like, she it's can cute. understand their own our language. It's so sweet. Yeah. I think it's sweet. And it's also because, like, everything here is the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Right. <laughs> that's the joke, you know? Anyway, very cute. But so he looks like a shaman of some kind. He's right. like their little. He's the own our chief. The yeah. guy, yeah. After nightfall, we see Scarlet tending to Broom. She says the Onar shared a lot of their secrets with her and saved her life, changing her. Is that how you can turn into an ape, Hellboy ass? Whoops, I mean, ah, oh, crap, I spilled the beans. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Oh, he's like, when he's talking about the medicine, he goes, is that stuff medicine? It smells awful, like a rotten banana. <laughs> well, and so Professor Broom's like, ah, oh, it's okay, I, I already knew about this. Like, you're, it's not a secret. Oh, right, he knew about I it. I kind of right? guessed. He noticed the purple eyes. And so Scarlet explains her backstory. Now, look at what Dave Stewart does here. So we got the purple eyes, and then her backstory has this purple I tint to it. I love it. And as it kind of like fades to that, it is so awesome. It is so good. So she was we in We love her... telling a story through colors. Yes. We love visuals that are symbolic. So we get her backstory. She was in her airplane, and she went through this fog, and then she was like flying with dinosaurs and stuff, right? So we already talked about the Savage Land. It also made me think of Shambhala from Frankenstein Underground. Could they have ended up there somehow? It's called the Hidden Land, so like it made me think of like you were saying the Bermuda Triangle or like a pocket dimension or something sure. like that. Yeah. Right? In order for the Onar to save Scarlet, they did this ceremony. This, this is very Black Panther esque. Right. What doing here. There's a big carving of like I guess that's the big uh, the big ape that she turns into, and then there's like the spirit. We see it going from one guy to her. This is very Black Panther. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. From what I gathered, the Onar have always had a protector, and in order for them to have the protector, its spirit must be bonded to someone worthy, someone special. Guess I was more unique than I thought I was. Thank goodness for that, or I'd be dead. Ain't nothing like I've ever felt before, equal parts terror, and never feeling more alive. And that's how the Onar god spirit, Unga, came to take residence in my body. Alright, so we gotta talk about this, right? Because... This kind of makes me think of like Ted Howard's or something, right? Because this mm -hmm. thing is like inhabiting her body or whatever. But then it also makes me think of, I don't know if you remember this, but I like. I think it's different because that's a specific spirit. Okay. It's similar though. It just made me think. I'm just okay. saying, I'm just sure, saying sure. what this made me think Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Okay. And I'm not saying it's related to right, this. Right, right, right. But another thing that it made me think of was like, she says, I guess there's something special about me or something that I didn't know. Right. You know, and remember like in Frankenstein Underground, they had those real brides. Yeah. And they yeah. would get captured in the thing and then they could make a new city or whatever. Right. And like Liz was one of those yeah. or something like that. Um, so it's like, could she be? I don't know. I was like, she says there's something special about her. So it was like, what does that mean? Oh. Trying to think of like, what is. She's powerful enough to be a vessel in the first place. Is exactly. What you're saying? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. I love what Hellboy says after she tells her story. She, he's all like, that guy character is pretty big. I'm surprised he can fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, but she had an interesting life before this. She was already yeah, a daredevil. She's yeah, flying yeah. airplanes and doing all kinds of stuff. And so she's being very daring and she has an adventurous 
spirits and such. So I don't right, know. Maybe that yeah. has something to do with it. I don't know. We already talked about the were yetis too. I was thinking maybe she's a descendant of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's something about her that's just a little bit interesting. Like I like your when you're talking about like all the uh, the vril gals, yeah. etc. I love this line where Hellboy's like, hey, Scarlet, take a look at this. And then he goes, yeah, or whatever. He does the Tarzan Aww. scream. Oh, it's so good. But kids always do that. They're like, check this out. And yeah, they just look like, at me. And they just kick a ball or something yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Super cute. I mean, this is actually something pretty cool. I would be like, wow. That's cute. I don't know if I could do that. Um, but like, like, look, look, look. And then they jump. And then they, they go down a slide. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's That's like, sweet, though. It is. It yeah. is. But it's a very. Again, you did such a good job going down the slide. <laughs> that was amazing. That was good amazing. job. That's that was the so only cool. correct response. Yes. Yeah. So cool is what you say. And so he's referencing Tarzan. And that's a fictional character. It's also an archetypal person, just like Jungle Girl, right? It's the, the guy version of that, a feral child that was raised in the jungle by apes or whatever. There's also like a Mowgli. Is that his name? That's oh, a jungle yeah. book. Yeah, yeah, okay. book yeah. That's kind of a version is of Tarzan, right? Or All that right. archetype, I guess. Okay. When Bro- After Hellboy swings away, Broom says to Scarlet, he's taken to this place as well. And honestly, so have I. The air seems to crackle with some unknown preternatural energy. And he says that he's growing curious. Um, he wants to go explore the temple. Scarlet reiterates that it's got bad magic and ancient evil around it. But Broom thinks it might be their key to getting home, so she agrees to not only let him go, but to travel along as the island protector. <clears throat> we cut over to the step pyramid with the creepy guy. We see he lies on a tomb, bloody, and there's this voiceover, right? Your queen is called, and you have answered, a loyal servant with the means to set this mistress free from the cruelty of her wrongful imprisonment. For countless ages I have waited for one such as you to hear my call. You are the key to my return, the fount of my rebirth. I live. Chekhov's mummies. There you go, right? <laughs> and the world will once again know of my magnificence. And we go into her eye. She's got this red eye. Um, she looks like a vampire, right? Or whatever, ancient vampire. Oh, um, yeah. But then the city is like one of these ancient cities, like Hyperborea or whatever. I don't know if we've seen vampires all the way back there. Now we have. So we cut over to her backstory, and it is like Hyperborea, right? Um, Queen Vespera. And so she ruled over this place, but then people plotted against her, and they poisoned her, and they killed all all the people that were loyal to her. And they couldn't kill her, so they, like, locked her away. Um, So that way she couldn't, I guess, get blood or whatever. She couldn't, like, sustain her life force or whatever to be able to get out. Now all that is about to change. Queen Vespera lives. And so she immediately, like, eats that guy, right? The creepy guy, I guess. Or she takes his blood, right? But she says, it's not enough. A queen of my stature must have more and servants to bring it to me. I love her cartoon villain stance here I, I was getting oh, some yeah. uh, i was getting some queen of the damned vibes yes absolutely from this right She's fantastic uh, or even um i was thinking mumra <laughs> oh that's a good one or i was even thinking enchantress from suicide squad okay that's she cool. kind of yeah. does like a thing like this anyway so when she said when she does this then all the other zombie vampires come out so now she's got her little like subjects or whatever and the creepy guy's part of it too so she sends them all out Bring me sustenance. Bring me quarry flesh with life. So all may know of my majesty and the world will feel my wrath. So we cut over to chapter three. I was talking to Mark and I want to shout out uh, Mark Tweedell. Obviously, he's a wealth of knowledge and he knows a lot about Tintin. He knows a lot about that comic. And I want to shout out Multiversity.com where he does all his articles 
I went through the reviews of Hellboy, The Hidden Land, one through three and four that he did with Dowling. They did some great articles, and that's where I got a lot of this information from. So I want to make sure that I'm giving them credit as well. Obviously, I'll link those in the show notes. Some great write-ups there on these issues. So Mark said that the cover to this issue references parts of the Tintin stories, Flight 714 to Sydney, and Prisoners of the Sun. So I wanted to mention that as well. Thanks, Mark, for that assist. Thanks, Mark. We open on the team heading towards the temple. Broom thanks Scarlet for the assistance, as well as some apes to guard them. We learn the chief wasn't too happy about them heading that way. And we also get this gag of Hellboy. He's trying to teach the apes how to play rock, rock paper, scissors. That is so fucking cute. I love how like they're off doing their thing and how Elbow's back there with the kids trying to fucking play games. Right. That's like that's a very yeah, that usually is what happens, right? The kids are oblivious kind of like to yeah. the danger or whatever and they're just kinda of, like make up their own thing to do. The apes keep saying that the fruit would beat rock. Right? That's <laughs> right. what they're arguing over, it seems like. No, they're, no, no, <laughs> no, they're saying the fruit would beat paper. Oh, okay, like, okay, there you go. He's like, nope, fruit ain't gonna beat paper. Rock don't even beat paper. Why would a stupid piece of fruit? <laughs> <sighs> so they approach the temple. Scarlet starts mentioning that she, like, starts to feel weird. She's getting, like, some spider sense or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. She says, it's talking to me. And so they see these ruins, too. I love all this, right? We see, like, the big bat motif that kind of made me think of Camazots. Right, from the Hellboy in Mexico uh, stories. Yeah. Um, we see like the pyramid or some sort of temple, some sort of like well she says it's the kingdom of Onar Dem. Well oh you skipped over the part where like Professor talks about the markings um might as well predate Hyperborean age. Yeah. So this is like super old. Again, yeah. I was like trying to think of like what are the older vampires and I was also reading about this in Mark Tweedo's article, like you know, the cold people, like the Ted Howard's vampires. Like, okay, yeah. I mean, but this would predate that probably too. Um, so I think all that is really interesting. Uh, I keep bringing up uh, Mark Tweedell and his write-up. He's also got the Hellboy Wiki. And so I go to that as well. And he had a great summary of this. So I just copied this straight from the Hellboy Wiki. Awesome. Um, because uh, it just saves me a lot of trouble. As Scarlet has gained this vision... Uh, we learned that in the, in the distant past, the island was home to the pre-Hyperborean culture known as the Kingdom of Onardem. However, its golden rule came to an end when the vampire queen known as Vespera, this one, uh, came and usurped the power over the city. The vampire ruled over the Onar cruelly, feasting over their blood. Though the Onar feared the vampire and despaired over what had become of their city, they were more afraid for the young world. To save the world from the Queen's darkness, the Onar led a revolt and imprisoner in the stone coffin. And then they did this. Uh, they didn't think that would be enough. So they did this ritual to transport them somewhere else. Right. So this okay. is like we were talking about like a pocket dimension or are they in yeah. the center of the earth or yeah. is it like lost where it's right. going all over whatever. Oh. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? But I like this idea that they're like. She's going to turn the whole world into vampires. Like, yeah. everything is going to be fucked. So this is the only thing that we can do is, like, separate her from the whole world. Right, yeah. That's cool. Thanks for that write-up, Yeah, that's Mark. awesome. That's, that's super good. Yeah, and, and I love the flashbacks are all colored red. You know, we, you know, we get that whole vampire vibe. Very good. Some of this reminded me of um, Hecate, too. Like, the stone face that's on the sure. casket and yeah. stuff like that. I bet she knew Hecate. Can we talk about the beautiful <laughs> blending and like the backgrounds, like the sky here, the purple sky behind the ziggurat and like the, oh, the yeah. stone oh, yeah. the stone textures on the cave and all this stuff? Like 
it's Dave Stewart, but he's doing some different stuff. You know so what I mean? Good. But it's These still brushes. just like really masterfully done. These custom Photoshop brushes are <laughs> really nice. So gorgeous. I love this gag with Hellboy. He's like, he's mocking the professor. He's like, you can't stay out of trouble and don't touch nothing. I got to look for things about hyperborea. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> That's so good. And so he's like following this bug, and then they're so they're wa- he's walking into the pyramid. The apes are like telling him, "No, don't do that," but he's just like totally oblivious. I absolutely would follow a bug somewhere, right? <laughs> you know, like he's like, you, "Oh, where are you going, bug?" He's like a secret passage. Maybe we'll make a discovery before the professor. And they're just like, "No, yeah, don't, like, do, don't that. do that. <laughs> don't do that thing." So he finds a torch too. And he's like, oh, I wonder who lit this torch. I'm so glad they left this for me or I wouldn't be able to see anything. Man, come on, kid. And so as he's like walking, we see that the zombies or whatever, the vampires are coming and they're taking out the apes, his friends. Doesn't he give them names? Yeah, one of them's Marty. And Spike. Yeah. Yeah. I like these guys. I feel bad for them that they got taken. Yeah. And also that creepy guy is there. And right when he comes out uh, to grab for Hellboy, he turns around and he's, he's able to fend him off. I was say spin. Spin, Marty. There you go. What did I say? Spike. Spike. That's not it. It was spin. Thank you for that. So Hellboy fends him off with the torch, and then he turns around and he finds all these other like dead mummified animals and stuff like that. Oh, no. Well, it's like he, he starts running, and then he trips and falls. I think he tripped over one of the... Uh mummified animals oh right and then he runs face to face with queen vespera what do we have here oh geez <laughs> he's probably like scared he doesn't know what to do he just keeps going i gotta go like the, he keeps saying that while she's like grabbing yeah. him around the neck but they do hear screaming but it's not hellboy it's one of the apes that's getting taken by the zombies so that gives broom and scarlet an indication that something's going wrong i love his his reply to the scream which is what the devil yeah. Just a very... <laughs> so Broom's thinking that they have to attack on their own, but she's like, there'll be no need for that. Watch my stuff till I get back. She starts taking off her clothes, and he's oh like, my. oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. She turns into Unga, the, the island protector, and just tears apart all those vampires. Back with Vespera and Hellboy, she's realizing that there's something different about him. So she's like, there's a power inside you, and that's going to become part of me. But he's just like, gotta go. Just passing by. Like, I yeah. <laughs> like that. that... <laughs> It's almost like he doesn't know what to say or he's under some sort of glamour. I don't know. Um, I think it's really interesting, uh, those responses. But it does seem like a, something a little kid would say. You know? Yeah. yeah I, I assumed he was like, you know, like under a glamour because, like, you know, vampires can like sort of just right. like, what, they can lock you in the vision and keep you there kind of thing. I guess she gets like a little bat face happening. Right, so she's starting to transform a little bit, right? It's Morbin time. It's Morbin time. Uh, They find the scent of Hellboy, uh, the apes do, and so they track him down. Um, But he's just standing there. He's like, couldn't move, couldn't get away. Okay, so that confirms y'all's theory of that. Yeah. Well, that could also be the fight or flight. You know, no, it seems like like magic, probably. Yeah, I mean, it most likely is magic, but if you wanted to take a scientific, there's a... Sometimes you do freeze up and you yeah, can't sure, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The odds are that it's magic, though. On, oh, yeah. Well, in Hellboy, yeah. Particular <laughs> occasion. <laughs> what ends up happening here is Vespera used Hellboy as bait, right? Because yeah. they find him and then she like sneaks up from behind and she's in this full vampire form now. That's so yeah. dope. I dig yeah. it. I really like it. The big bat ears, the big wings. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So the detail on this is so cool looking. And she's talking about elder magic 
and they're just this right. is a great panel yeah i love all this action by craig Rousseau. he's doing an awesome job on this book this is like one of the first i think this is the first yeah. thing that he's done for the mignola verse so cool uh, it's really great. cool stuff yeah good. broom tries to fire at it but it doesn't seem like it does anything i really appreciate like the lighting on the wings as well yeah Lots of really good details in here. I like Hellboy's like, uh, bullets don't work against vampire lady, professor. Uh, you need a pointy stick. We got any pointy, you got to find a pointy stick. <laughs> he knows. He yeah, knows the rules. He does know. He's always, he's thinking about that at least. Yeah. And I love this little detail. Like as the vampire is like saying, uh, this was the best that the owners could do. Like we see the hands coming up from behind him. Did you notice yeah. that? That's yeah. Really it's a, it's, a lot of this is it. The, it's, I want to call it animation. When the little it's cra- not, it's illustration. <laughs> like when the crab is coming up out of the water yes. behind that yeah. guy. It's, it's, it's illustration, but it flows very much like yeah. animation. It's yeah, got a very, really I keep saying this, but it's got a very Saturday morning cartoon kind of quality. It's got right. a very, the timing is so good. It's very well paced, like storyboarded. I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's really good. I, yeah. I, I like that. Well, it is like a storyboard. Yeah. yeah and you do see the, the timing action going. Is very, yeah. um, the action is great between Unga and Vespera and her vampire form. Yeah, I typically skip um, action, but this is very dynamic and very interesting to look at. So, Well, I got really invested because it like keeps ramping up and then Vespera actually gets in on Unga and right. like, bites him on the neck really hard. I was like, oh shit. Because I was like, um, we don't see this character again. Right, Scarlet right. Santiago. Like yeah. we don't see her again, so I was like, "Oh man, is this it?" You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I started thinking about that too. Yeah. Can I say that this extremely saturated green, yeah, magic smoke? I love the colors here. I love how it's just totally over the top. That is, it is really nice. Yeah. A- after Vespera bites Unga yeah. and says, "Yes, I can feel it," you can like see the the magic coming it's out. It's so dramatic and like yeah, cartoony. It is, I really yeah. like that. It's just very over the top and oversaturated, and it's it's gorgeous. And this green like goes out and gathers her army of like all the like bugs and snakes, and they all like turn into these monster forms, right? I love these. I love so this monster cool. rodent or whatever. He's like, nah. <laughs> 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 it just it just keeps upping the stakes and ramping up and up. Yeah. Like this whole book has just been one. It's it's as though they sat down and they were like, okay, just what's the coolest. Right, kids cartoon we could come up with yeah, what would be yeah. the best episode like let's do it I just this just keeps getting more and more and cooler and cooler I don't know I, it's yeah I didn't know what they were going to do after this but then like all the little bugs and weird animals are like monsters yeah. now and I'm just like <laughs> yes so soon Vespera has this huge army of all these monstrous bugs and Hellboy, little Hellboy is like, well, this stinks. Yes, my boy, it does indeed, Broom says. This is how a world is conquered, Vespera screams. With goofy yeah. little monsters. <laughs> Those monster lines. I love the, the exclamation lines or whatever. There's a lot of movement in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chapter four. So another great cover by Matt Smith. I love the little expression on Hellboy's face there. Yeah, he's got a one eye closed. He's got the rock. He's going to aim it. Yeah. <laughs> So, would you like to know a fun fact about this issue cover? No, a fun fact. Of course we would. Uh, Give me that stack of comics right there. I have all the covers here. It's like, it's four issues, and look how many comics I have. (laughs) Uh, Because there are so many different covers. Oh, Oh, there's like different, um, Yeah, what uh, are they called? Variants. Yeah, variants. Um, We'll talk about this in the sketchbook section. I think most of them are in there. But, okay, this issue four cover, when it first came out, it came out messed up. Okay. And, uh... 
and I think it got reprinted, but I never got the reprinted. Only comic books copy. nerds would be so excited about that. Aubrey's like, ooh. Ooh, a mess up. <laughs> like John's expression, you can't obviously see it because you're listening to us. Can, he was so excited. Tell me if you can figure out what's wrong. It was messed up as he handed it to us. Shine a light oh, on it. Wow, that is very pixelated. Yeah. That is very low res. Oh. Look at that. Isn't that interesting? Oh, shit. That's a JPEG. So, like. Yeah, that's so, that's like somebody a, put the the thumbnail and blew it up. Yeah. that is that is seventy two DPI at the oh, most. Oh, definitely at the most. Yeah, that's like six hundred pixels across. I was surprised that that happened. Oh no, it was no. kind of interesting. And I think that they came out with another one, but I never ended up getting it for whatever. Oh, jeez. But anyway. Okay. Uh, but now, now you got to get that one signed and graded. <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> but what are they going to put at the top? pixelated yeah, yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know I don't, i'm sure the creators would appreciate that well it's not the creator's fault i mean that's the printer's issue some intern uploaded the wrong file right yeah exactly <laughs> look that intern's not getting paid so i don't blame them <laughs> okay uh good point <laughs> <laughs> i want to so, say a paid intern okay, okay, okay well there you go i don't know I don't even dark look we all we all make mistakes it's fine we cut back to the onar village we see the chief there and he's got a fire, and in the fire he can see Unga fighting the bat. Oh, that's a cool. Vision. Isn't that neat? Yeah, <laughs> I really like cool. that. It was cool. Delicate little line work there. That's nice. <laughs> he kind of starts freaking out about it. He's like, ah, you know. He starts like, I guess, getting the other ones together. Um, we cut back to Vespera standing over Unga. This is a very pleasant art style to be looking at it for is. this whole book. It I, is, I, yeah. I just want to yeah. like, I. It's so. What a relief to well, be able to look also, at this art style it, the whole it, way through a story. But it's what Dave Stewart is doing with the colors, too. Again, Absolutely. he's giving it like Absolutely. this golden age nostalgic yes. feel that I feel like it is a team just effort. permeates the whole thing. For sure, for sure. So Vespera says that when they moved the island, they thought that that would keep her you know, away from getting to civilization, but it was all for naught. But she's like... Exposition! Uh, yeah. <laughs> a world that will soon be mine. So she's like getting ready to do something. I guess she's climbing up the step pyramid. We cut back to the Onar, and the chief, they're standing in the room where they did the ceremony to put Unga in Scarlet Santiago because we see that big statue there. Sorry, I love how they split the difference between claws and wings. I like it when that's well done. Oh, okay. I was just looking at hands, climbing yeah. up the thing. Yeah, anyway. yeah, I like that. So, sorry, so they're doing the thing. They're putting the spirit into the apes. Well, yeah, so we see them putting the... Um... Making a red dye and then making the handprint of the A. So it's the left hand. Where else have we seen people? Right. So we've, a red we've seen dye. this a lot, right? Yeah. Um, we've seen this with the ceremonial red dye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of these. So the left hand, I was trying to think of like, like, what does that mean? They all get kind of embodied with some spirit, with the spirit of Unga, I guess, because then they all have the purple eyes. Back with Hellboy and one of the apes, they're like throwing rocks at the monsters. They're like, take that, you creeps. And I like the, mo- the ape is like, uh, dinga creeps. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, but it just bounces off the giant lizard or whatever. Like, it doesn't seem to really affect him very much. What if that snake is all like, fuck, I got hands now. <laughs> yeah. Hellboy and Broom are really concerned over Ungoth, Scarlet Santiago. They think that she's really hurt. Um, I like this detail where this bug one is creeping up on Broom and then it gets hit in the head with a rock. Um, I like that little detail right there. A lot of very cartoonish moments like that. I really like that. Yeah. Little Hellboy's like, there's got to be something you can do. 
I'm sorry, son, but it may be out of our hands, Broom says. Bespera, in her vampire form, stands on top of the step pyramid, and she starts, like, calling to the elders and doing this spell. And even the raptors are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely exactly the expression on these raptors' They're, like, faces. all scared yeah. or whatever. They're, like, all looking at each other. I what love that. The deep. fuck <laughs> is going on? Back with the Onar in their ceremonial chamber with the giant statue you know they're chanting unga and they're i guess they're doing something to the statue because we see the statue um they put the handprint on that as well and then back in the real life you know uh Scarlet santiago comes back to life unga and then she's got the red print on her chest when it wasn't there before right so they're and she's doing, glowing purple right so there's some magic going on there so yeah she comes back to life and i guess she grows in size too because he says God's big enough to take on the Bat Lady now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we get some more just stellar action by Craig Russo and Dave Stewart of this giant gorilla just like tearing apart all these monsters. Really good stuff. Professor's like, you gotta stop Vespera first. She's really, you know, you gotta stop her before her plans are set in motion. Give that old bat what for, Hellboy says. You should have seen him go. Felt kind of sorry for the Bat Lady because I knew... What was coming wasn't going to be pretty. Well, so the lines on the panels are different here, I think, to differentiate like yeah. the time jump. Right. This is a different. The, this is something um, else happening, yeah. right? Yeah. He's telling a story at a different point in time. I love that. It's almost yeah, it's like, like it's, a, the page is torn yeah. out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we've jumped forward in time now, yeah. and he's reminiscing on right, what he yeah. saw. So this is his memory of it, right. which is incredibly... You know, it's very we, we exciting, cut, and it's, yeah, you know, so, I mean, look at these panels on this this these next couple of pages here. That's incredible. That's it's amazing. Like, it's, it's not only his narration, but it's how he remembers yes, it. Yes, exactly. It's his truth. You know what I mean, or whatever. And it's very exciting. This is um, these are some incredible panels here. These big old yeah, the the artwork is amazing yeah. in this. Vesfora was up to some serious no good. The professor said she was working on getting rid of the spells that kept the island hidden. And I think she would have done it, too, if God hadn't gotten there in the nick of time. He's telling all the other apes, right? God had just about enough of her nonsense. And wasn't going to take any more. It was a clash of titans. A battle royale of good versus evil. And to the victor, the spoils. Uh, all this is really great. I love all this action. That boy's a good storyteller. Yes, yeah. yeah. And well, he reads all those Pope comics. Oh, he really right, does. Right? Yeah. So he's just like... He put, knows all the phrases. He's putting it through his lens. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? But it ends with Gaz like biting the vampire like in the heart or something in the chest, which is pretty metal. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. We got like a huge splash of the purple. You know, that's kind of... I feel like the purple motif has been in a lot of this. You know, it's the color yeah. of the bad, Scarlet Santiago's eyes, and then her flashback, right. and then here we get a big splash of it too. Yeah, I love all this. The apes got to like hold the thing over its head and throw it down you know that's just like a classic king kong type of giant ape pose oh i love this pose too it's so good so after that then they're able to fight them so we see hellboy i love how hellboy has a stick like he has a giant hand like he's got a giant <laughs> they can't compete with a good stick I you know, should know that yeah. especially at that age i guess you like, gotta find a good stick he wants to use a stick i would want to use a it. stick too yeah i love the twist that the Jungle Gal is also the big ape. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah. that's super cool. It's really cool, yeah. That's good. She saved the day. And so I like um, Hellboy's giving her back her clothes, but he's got his eyes closed. He's yeah, kind of like holding cute. it. He's kind of like holding them to the side. But the good guys won this time. We might not be so lucky next time. 
And that's why we got to be ready, because you never know when evil's going to come back. And getcha! Ah! <laughs> he does this little, like, I love that. Gonna getcha! <laughs> and they're like, it's amazing how well he fits in here. This is the second time that they've brought this up. I thought that there was going to be a point where they were going to be like, maybe we should leave him here. Yeah. Maybe he belongs here. But they never say it. Well, I don't he does. Know. He says, it's a shame we have to leave. Yeah. That's the he closest they come that. to yeah, it. Like, that's the closest they come to it. sucks that we... Right. That he well, and then he be. goes, but then he goes, but I believe there are bigger things awaiting my Hellboy, a destiny yet to be determined, you know, so right, he, he knows right. he can't just stay here. Yeah. Hellboy's closing off here, he says, and now I'm going to tell you the story of the lobster and the hungry brain. Um, so this makes me think of the Lobster Johnson story, the killer in my skull. This was the very uh, here first. Here we go. He's got his phone out. This was the very first Lobster Johnson story. It was published <laughs> as a backup story in Hellboy Box Full of Evil number one. Um, the story was also collected in Hollow Earth and other stories. And in that story, Lobster Johnson, uh, he kills this guy, and then his the dude's head comes open, and the brain comes out, and it strangles the lobster and starts oh, yeah. carrying him in the air. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. It doesn't eat him, because he says a hungry brain, but right. I was like, well, here's another story where the lobster fights a brain. Pretty, pretty similar. So they call Hellboy over, and they tell him, you know, that it's time to say goodbye. Well, I like this panel. I think this is really important. The chief and shaman were pretty specific about the way this needs to be done. Oh, right, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I completely understand. The island and this uh, mysteries must be kept secret. So yeah. that one panel of exposition is important for understanding, like, yes. what happens next, which yes. is... Yeah. Broom says that they have to say goodbye to their new friends, and Hellboy's like, oh, do we have to? Can we just stay a little bit longer? Make sure that the vampire lady's dead and stuff. I thought that was cute. Yeah, that is cute. Scarlet tells him, it's a big old world out there, and you still got a lot of living to do. This island ain't for you. But who's going to tell these kids stories about God and the lobster fighting mummies and stuff? Hellboy asks. They'll manage, and who knows? Maybe someday they'll be telling stories about you. Stories, stories about, about me. me. Wow. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little on the nose, but it's cute. It's I, cute, though. I like how they pull everything away to just have that in the white. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of breaks up the panels a little bit, and uh, it's a cute panel. She's like, I'm ready to say goodbye, and so they blow this purple mist. Again, we get that purple motif again into their faces. I like how this ape shaman is just like saying stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, he's saying stuff every once in a while, just very matter-of-factly. I can kind of hear the voice in my head of just like, yeah, we got to do this now. Yeah. Hey, okay, we have to. I need to blow this hallucinogenic smoke into this child's face. So if you could just please, just, yeah, yeah. if you want to step back, actually, because it's really strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can kind of. <laughs> so Hellboy asks if it's going to hurt. Nope. From what the shaman says, you'll drift off into a deep sleep. And when you wake up, it'll be like the past few days didn't even happen. But Hellboy's like, but what if I don't want to forget? Sorry about that, kid, Scarlet says, but it's best for everyone that this place remains a secret. How's about I do the remembering for the both of us? Have a good life, Hellboy. And then so he wakes up. And he's like, we're going to crash, because that's the last thing he remembers, right? They made that water landing right. in the first issue in the plane. And so they're on this raft, and they get rescued by a ship, and we see Hellboy's given the comic of Sky Devil, and that's the one that he was reading earlier. Like, yeah. Wow, for me? Yeah. He's, he's so excited. He's like, ah, oh, comics. They have comics. Right. That's really cute. Super cute. Soon, even the memory of the elusive memory is gone, like mist with the coming dawn, as if it had never been there at all. Fun. Oh, uh, so good. So um, I was talking to Mark about this. We had already mentioned the Tintin story, Flight 714 to Sydney. So at the end of this story, all the leads, they're under hypnosis and they wake up with no memory of what happened. 
And okay. it's kind of a similar thing where they go to an island and all this fantastical stuff happens. And then it's like, how are they going to incorporate all this? And then it's like, well, they forgot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that they did the... But it was all a dream. Like, they kind of did That's that. Fun. You know what I mean? I don't Come know. On. It's cool. Uh, at first, I was kind of... I guess I'm going through it with you guys, it didn't bother me as much. But when I first read it, I was like, really? Uh, because I was also kind of like... <laughs> you uh, got JR'd. Because I was also kind of like, well, okay, because I was also thinking, um, Sky Devil and Lobster Johnson. Yeah. yeah. What the heck? Yeah. I thought that they were setting up something like That'd that. That'd be great. Like, are we going to see that? Yeah. It's like the 50s, right? Or the 40s or something like that. I don't know. It's just yeah. like, she's so, she. they show her costume. She looks like the lobster. Yeah. Except like red. Cool. You know what I mean? Like. Except with a plane, <laughs> with an airplane. That's dope. Man, I was kind of like, are they going to bring this character back, or is Maybe. it just, or is I liked your uh, your idea initially that you said this is all just Hellboy's dream manifesting right. itself or whatever. This is like, well, because he I mean, reads the comics and it's Jungle Girl right. and all this kind of stuff and Sky Devil and he's like, and it's all true. You know, he believes that it's true. And then when I read this, I'm like, well, it was true. But anyway, it I don't could, know. It could also lend to feeling like a dream like it could that idea of like is it like what did i i don't really remember much about what happened but maybe i do maybe it's just a conch book maybe i imagined it but maybe it happened and so like that whole idea of like you could in- bring this character back in some weird way because it's a magical pocket dimension of you know right higgledy biggledy well, I mean, if the character is well received, I don't. There's no reason why we w- couldn't see her again. Well, that's what I'm reading right here in the sketchbook section. Katie O'Brien writes: From the beginning, Mike had a particular vision for the heroic Jungle Girl Scarlet. So he did the sketch sheet with notes about her outfit, belt buckle, and dagger. Readers loved her as much as we hoped, so we may just see her again. Right, and then like okay. you were saying in her in her like airplane outfit or whatever her pilot's outfit. I mean, she looks pretty dope. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see that. Oh, we also get the cover. This is the cover of Hellboy's little comic that's in the sketches. Yeah, I think that's um, so cute. cool. There's tons of great sketches I by Craig this. Rousseau. I love this one here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got the little crown. He's got the little crown, the floaty Yeah, the that's floaty a really crown. good one. I think that I think that he sells most of these like on it. Like he oh, he fun. he puts these out every once in a while. Uh, maybe if he does some more Hellboy stories, he'll do it again. We also see some of the blue line, um, some of the original art pages scanned in here. His style is so clean. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, we get Mignola sketches of Scarred Santiago and the Jungle Girl motif, and then also the Vampire Queen. I like how it's like, these are not earrings. They hang down from the dress. Those little things that hang down from... Yeah, yeah, oh, right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we talked about her design as much, but I liked that too. I mean, it... It fit in with what we've seen of like the Hyperborea stuff and all that. Yeah, it really did. I like that he took the time to point that out, that how it works. The, right. The helmet and He's such. like, this is the hair. These are not earrings. He's like, uh, shapes that uh, suggest bat wings, but they're not realistic wing shapes. <laughs> I love all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he knows he's going to have to explain that. So right, he just gets right. ahead of it. I dig it. Oh, so here we get um, a bunch of the covers, right? So there's the Mignola variant. Um, which is awesome. I love this. I think uh, Ryan Yule has the original art for this. Uh, well, for this cover right whoa. here, yes. Uh, this Mignola cover. The way Mignola draws bats, they're so cute. Look at oh, this yeah. cutie pie. I really like that on the Mignola variant. Look how cute. Um, there's also a cover by Craig Rousseau. I have this cover. Um, Jetpack Comics sold 
a version of this cover that this cover and it was signed by Craig Rousseau and Tom Snagoski. Oh, so nice. I ordered that. Um, I have that cover. I'll go ahead and post a picture of it. I don't have this variant. Um, I don't know who does that one. Rachel Aragno. Um, she did the variant for issue two. And then Wiley Beckert did the variant for issue three. I do have that one. And then there's an issue five variant. I also have that one by Anthony Carpenter. Issue four. Oh, sorry. An issue four variant, which is by Anthony Carpenter. I have that one too. I really like that one too. Um, this Wiley Beckert one is amazing. She did prints of this as well. I'll link that in the show notes. I don't know. Well, I don't know if there's any left. If there are any left, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but she was selling prints of this cover. Awesome. I, what did you guys think about this? It was fun. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. You know, in... I've been waiting to read this for a while because ever you know and oh yeah you were saying that you held yeah. off on reading it and you know we've we've all we're all big fans of young Hellboy so yeah. good to see you know young Hellboy do young Hellboy fun stuff and the professor just you know I don't know I mean it's just this is a time of the Hellboy stuff that's not too dark yeah right? I was, right. yes <laughs> I was just about to say not everything is the end of the world and yeah. very dire and. I- Sometimes it's fun. Uh, yeah, I felt like it was a good way to like dip back into this universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? After taking a long break. It, it does reference a lot of the lore. There was a bit of research for me to do, but for the most part, it was just a fun story. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really cool. I, I hope we do get to see Scarlet Santiago again, because yeah. that character was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. good. I want to see a Sky Devil Lobster Johnson yeah, story. absolutely. Give me this. Let, uh, <laughs> let Tanshi Zanya tra- draw it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. so Please good. let him draw yes. it. That would be so amazing. Or let Craig Rousseau do it. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Sure. Yes. Um, Craig Russo, he, him and Tanchi have a similar yeah. kind of style. It's very, I mean, I don't want to compare them because obviously they're different. They but both have distinct, it's like clean. Excellent it's like styles, that, it's yeah. like that clean kind yeah. of almost yeah. animated storyboard sure. type of style. Oh man, I would love to see either of them do it or like switch off. Like he, uh, Craig, <laughs> Craig Russo draws the Scarlet Santiago part and, uh, Tanchi draws the, the lobster part or Look, something. Whatever like I don't happens, know. Whatever we want happens. this. Um, this is what we want. Yeah, I know that Craig Rousseau does a great lobster because I have this awesome commission yeah, here. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I would love to see more of that. Excellent. Well, I hope you, you know guys... What, you know what we got to do? What's that? We got to get just a bunch of fan art happening. Some fan art going. Oh, yeah. And then, of the and lobster. like, oh, look, there's fan art. Oh, yeah. Of these okay, characters. Please. So let's oh, get this happening. Yes, yes. Commission your favorite Instagram artists for yes. this. And let's see. Let's, let's get this going. Yes. And I also want to mention, thank you, Aubrey, for reminding me. Um, you got to check out Craig Rousseau's art store. I'll link it in the show notes. So I was lucky enough to get this awesome remarked hardcover. This is legitimately one of the best remarks I've ever seen. It was the best one. So he had shown a preview of all of them beforehand. And I was like, I want that one where he's saying, oh, crap. Incredible. Yeah. I was like, I want the one where he's saying, oh, crap. And like, I waited, like I literally like waited second by second for it to start. And I like. Got it. I was it's so I was good. able to get in there and it's, get it. He painted this. I mean, this is. It looks like a yeah. panel from the comic, almost. You know what I mean? Like as I'm reading the comic and I flip back to it, I'm like, wow, this is so impressive. It I mean, this, took, this took like a lot of effort. I mean, it looks like he definitely used a paint pen or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. There's really a lot good. of different ones. So maybe um, if anyone listening has one, um, share it and, we, and, I, and I'll repost it. It's very clever. Um, it's super I, I, cute. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, check out Craig Rousseau's store. Um, I was able to get this awesome remark. And then he also did a book plate. Um, he did a book plate and you can also buy that too. I don't know if it's sold out. 
um, but I'll link it in the show notes. It's it's by him, and then it's uh, signed by him and Tom Snagoski. Oh, look at that. And it's got um a little Hellboy with Unga, and we see the Scarlet Santiago belt buckle and all that. It's really cool. I like that. I'll yeah. post a picture of that as well. Really cool book. Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I re- I enjoyed this discussion. I feel like I enjoyed more after we talked about it, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it even more after I hear some listener feedback. So. Um, yeah. I hope to hear from you guys soon. And now Aubrey's going to say a lot of... A lot of, uh, a lot a lot of, of the things. things. And now Aubrey's going to say a lot of the things. Uh. <laughs> Several things. All right, guys. It's great to be back. Then we were reading The Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land. I want to hear what you thought. Send us a hey, you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. Yes. You can also find all of our resources on our Facebook About section, our Podbean website, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. Also, check out our book club member comics. We're doing the Baltimore stories over there. Yes, please do. We've also done some other Mignola stories as well. So, yeah, check yeah. that out. Thank you. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gatahan for the listener feedback thank theme. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Uh, I guess uh, thank you, Mark, for helping out with the reading order oh, and uh, answering all the questions. And, yes. And Christopher Egan for those questions. Yes, know. for the assist. Thank yes. you so much. Check out those articles. I'll link them in the show notes. Thank you, John and Danielle, for being awesome. And, John, your editing skills are amazing. Thank you. You can find the podcast wherever you can your podcast from and when you're there give us uh, open it up and give us that five star review and uh you know if you're liking what you're hearing um tell a friend you know have them join the book club do it and if you're really liking what you're doing and you want to hear more because we have we're all not here all the time come join us over book club member comics we're having a lot of fun over there too do it too uh, next week we're actually going to be back at book club member comics and we are reading silver surfers issues 12 through 15 by dan slot and mike and laura allred for real this time. Yes. If you listen to the, if you listen to our other podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. We'll be back here soon, and we're going to be reading the Sarah Jewell story. So you know, you know what to do. Get those omnis trades. Get it all on standby, and join us on the Hellboy Book Club podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a big weird bug, and I'm going. Eh. And I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, "Ah, oh, crap! I spilled the beans." Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>